you're listening to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Molara Thomas Uwamedimo, community health justice consultant, social entrepreneurship coach, and founder of two multi-six-figure social enterprises. Here, my guests and I discuss our journeys inside and outside of traditional healthcare systems and how we're building, funding, and growing justice-centered health innovations and enterprises. We'll share lessons learned as mission-driven women who are dismantling the status quo and rebuilding a more just and equitable healthcare system. So if you're tired of the injustice in healthcare, but ready to talk about action and solutions, especially BIPOC women-led ones, you're in the right place. I hope you get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Hey everyone, it's Dr. O. Welcome back. Whew, things have changed. We are here for season two on two, 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 two. Yes, February 2nd, 2022. We, we're super excited about that. We want it to be very cheeky. <laughs> so most importantly, we're glad you're here. And I know that you've probably noticed a few changes, even with our intro and our music. And the idea is that 2022 is going to be different for us. We wanted to be extremely clear about our mission and the people who we want to profile and highlight in this work. And it's a movement. Um, the movement for healthcare justice, we started it with really supporting and highlighting the stories of black women physicians, but there is so much as we've expanded to really start to include more diverse voices, um, black, indigenous, people of color, really centering on those who are underrepresented in medicine in particular, but also other cotters, um, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, therapists, even herbalists. And our goal at this point is that we need all hands on deck for this exciting, but also <laughs> exhausting work. And the other thing that we want to make sure of is that we don't sit in wallowing in problems, but we actually come up with justice-centered and driven solutions. And so you'll be hearing some pretty awesome voices, all women of all different backgrounds, um, BIPOC women who are leading in healthcare and even transforming healthcare from the inside or making their claim and saying, I want to move into the social entrepreneurship space. And I'm hoping that you get a nugget, at least one, from everyone's journey that you can start to take to inform what yours might look like or the journey that you're currently on and how you stay motivated. So welcome to season two. Today, aligned with that, we want to talk a lot about finding direction. What I've found, honestly, is that in this process of thinking about our work and thinking about how we move forward, you know, there are many spaces where it's uncharted territory and it's easy to feel lost because there isn't direction, right? For many of us who have been in healthcare, there was a, a path of how you go through it. And now when we find ourselves in this space of realizing that we have to carve it and create it for our own, there's difficulty sometimes, especially when the path that has been laid out for you does not fulfill you. And it's okay to evolve. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to find direction as you build, grow, 
and even fund your healthcare enterprise, you know, and that can be one that's inside or outside of the traditional status quo. So before that, we are going to introduce to you, you'll hear some segments. I'm so excited. Our segments include talking about like hot topics in health equity and my take. <laughs> so I hope that you listen to that and then we'll get into this episode and really talk about how we get really clear on our direction so that we don't get stuck and keep moving. I'm really excited for this season. Let's get started. So let's talk about some hot topics. Today, the place that I wanted to focus on was this article that I read in Patient Engagement Health Information Technology, right? And so they talked about Mass General Hospital setting sights on this maternal health equity, you know, space with the new partnership that's going to give about $2.5 million for improving the maternal health equity across the state. I was like, okay, you've got my attention. But I think that one of the things that comes out when I was reading this article, and for any of you who want, it's by Sarah Heath, and it was dropped on January 28th. And she talks about this, and she talks about that Mass General Brigham and the New Commonwealth Racial Equity and Social Justice Fund, right, that's right up our alley, is going to invest this $2.5 million for three things, three goals. Supporting diverse um, maternity practitioner workforce, improving maternal health equity, and then boosting patient care and clinical outcomes. Now, one of the things that I would say that I've always seen in a lot of these is that a lot of times the people at the table are academics, are researchers, professors, really amazingly well-read people who have like been doing research in the space. Much less though, I don't see those who are affected, the actual mothers who have been in that realm and actually had to deal with issues or family members of women who have died. I often don't see other, other practitioners like midwives um, who are involved in this space. And I think it's just really important for, I'm hoping that within this goal of what they're doing, which you know, is very, I think is, is pretty like outstanding in terms of the funding is making sure that the right people are there. And it's something that I'm hoping that as you all are building and growing, that partnership I think is key. So I love the fact that they're bringing and synergizing two organizations, but I want to make sure that we all think about, you know, what is the outreach plan? What is the sustainability and funding plan, right? After the 2.5 million dries up, is there something that's being built that will be able to continue to um, provide funds? And then also, what is the plan where we make sure that the integrity and the voice of those that um, are affected is being heard and being a part of the co-creation of this? So for all of you, make sure you check out the article and um, we'll put it in the show notes. And then outside of that, I do want to shout out a few people. I saw Elsie Tavares here, Chief Community Health Equity Officer. She's amazing. So make sure you follow her on LinkedIn as well. And she's basically going to be, of course, one of the people engaged in this. But super excited about it and just wanted to make sure that you all learn that little nugget. And if you're doing that, awesome. And if you're not, 
now you know. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to our episode to talk about direction and how do we stay the course and keep moving. Hey, hey, hey. So, yeah, so today we want to talk a little bit about direction, right? And I think the reason why I wanted to talk about this and really start off season two with this is that this far and away has become probably the biggest stumbling block and the biggest place where people now just get off of their journey and are like, I can't do this. Let me just go back to what I know, <laughs> right? That might sound familiar for some of you. And I think it's really important. Um, there are some things that I think I've been learning as I've been able to become now a serial social entrepreneur um, and I think do so pretty successfully. And I think that uh, ultimately what we really need to think about is when I talk to a lot of the women that we work with, I hear them say, um, when they talk about the work that they're doing, I hear them talk about the what. Very rarely do they immediately talk about the why um, without being prompted. So for example, I have one of our ladies who wants to actually, you know, create a health system that is embedded inside of churches to help increase access to care for seniors, particularly um, black, black seniors. And ultimately that is amazing on its own, right? Most of the work that like our, I'm very happy at Melanin Medicine, most of the work that we do and we help to support are just like insanely amazing. And you know, she's gonna be opening um, in the spring. But I remember in the beginning when she talked about it, I was like, so they can. And she was looked at me, she's like, so they can what? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? And I was like, what's the why? Why is this necessary? Because what we need to do a lot of times is when I feel lost or when I feel like I'm either when I was starting out and now in this space where we're scaling, we're like growing and we have to be really clear about our why, because that's our due north. And so I said, you want to help these people so that they can do what? And, you know, for us, it may be look different. It may be so that they can finally like feel safe. It may be so that they can thrive. It may be so that they can now, um, you know, have more joy and happiness in their life. Whatever that is, we need to start to get more centered on the why. And we need to make sure is that why aligned with our purpose. And so a few things that I wanted to share when we're thinking about our health equity work is that this is not easy work. Health justice work is not easy. We're battling each part of the way, each step, because basically the root, the, the movement for justice means that we're actually having to break down existing silos. That's not easy. <laughs> so in the work that we do, for example, in um, our practice, social strong children wellness, we have to say, oh no, okay, we're going to do a collaborative care conference. We want the Head Start teacher. We want the social worker. We want the ACS child services prevention worker. We want the doctor there, the therapist. And you know, that can be hard to, to start to create when people have been used to the status quo. And so because it becomes so difficult sometimes to have those conversations or to compel people to really move in that direction, 
we have to be able to verbalize our why to show and to also direct not only why other people should come along, but also to direct what decisions we make and what decisions we don't make. So I wanted to share with you a few things about why this why question is not something that's fluff, but extremely essential and critical to your um, social entrepreneurship journey or for some of you who are social intrapreneurs. <laughs> and number one is it keeps you grounded. Uh, it's helping, it's there to help you think about okay, what is it that I need to do right now? Am I, if I take this direction, is it aligned? Is it taking me closer to that outcome, my why? Or is it taking me farther away? And so when we do that, it allows for us to be extremely, extremely, um, not only excited, but extremely, what I would say, motivated when the times get tough. Because in building, funding, growing things that you know, systematically were not designed for us <laughs> and creating new things and dismantling, it takes a toll on us. And if we're not remembering that, like literally every day, sometimes in uh, Melanin Mess, I have to remember, okay, this is why I'm doing this, like to start the day, because it gets, it gets crazy. But the one thing that I would say has been, it's, it's kept me grounded and it's also kept me very focused and streamlined. I think too often we try to jam all of the things at once and then what we find out is we're doing a lot, but is it making a true difference and is it actually impacting the why, which was the reason why you started this work anyway. The other thing that I wanted to mention as well was the number two is who is it that you need? Okay. So these are the three things that you're having your why very clear and even written down is extremely important. It helps you figure out who is it that you need, right? This is extremely important for all of you because of the fact that, um, I've seen a lot of us get really overwhelmed by our vision um, especially in the beginning stages, like in our onboarding. And I've seen women say, oh, but this is a lot. And I'm like, yes, for one person it is. Yes. Okay. But who are your board of directors? Who are, who's your network? And I, when I say board of directors, I mean personal. Who are the people that you're communicating with? Who is the potential network? Who could you bring on to like help support you? For Strong Children, you know, I have two co-founders and it's so important that they're there because they really help. I'm a visionary. I am a visionary, <laughs> but like many visionaries, we're not the greatest at implementation and execution, like on our own, we need teams. And so inside, even when in academia, when I was um, working on our projects, we had the actual implementation team. And that was what allowed for it to be so successful because when people are able to stay in their lane <laughs> and do what they do to excellence and not feel like they have to grab onto everything, it really allows for the product to be more impactful. And so I want you to think about, even if you're in the midst of it, who do you need? A lot of it is around fear, right? Do I need you know, do I need an actual like, you know, person to support me? A lot of it is, you know, around, oh, can I, I'm scared of what that's going to look like. Oh, how much is that going to cost? But I think the other piece is like you also asking people who you know in your network, you know, do you know someone who does this or how have you done this? And that's our goal with the podcast in general is to make sure that you have a diversity 
of thoughts of lessons from different women who are doing this kind of work so that you can feel like, oh, okay, maybe that, that is something I want to take. So I want you to think about who is it that you need? Do you need an advisor? Do you need a peer? Do you need a support, right? Do you need to talk to your beneficiaries just to get more clear on what the solution would be? Or do they just need to be with you, helping you create it, right? Whoever you're trying to help, like, do you have one of those people on your team to like help be that voice to say, no, that's not going to work, <laughs> right? So, so important to do that. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably at one time or another thought about starting your own health equity enterprise. It could be a consulting firm or maybe speaking or training or even starting your own practice. Or maybe you've already started this work, but you're desperately trying to scale and grow it. Invariably, I've found that there are usually two things that always stand in the way, money and mindset. What if you could learn a way to get access to the capital without taking out loans, stealing from your income, or retirement? Now you're listening. Great. It's time for you to get the Funding Your Healthcare Vision Workshop Bundle. This bundle includes three back-to-back info workshops that address the mindset shifts, funding resources, and the strategy needed to secure hundreds of thousands of dollars in funding along with two bonus panel workshops where you can learn directly from the women in healthcare who have already blazed this trail and getting funding needed to fuel their justice-centered dreams. So we believe that you can create a massive impact in your communities and the world and forever change the way we deliver healthcare. So we invite you today to get the workshop bundle and start or scale your space in the healthcare justice movement. You can go to bit.ly bit.ly forward slash funding workshop bundle. That's bit.ly forward slash funding workshop bundle. Get your bundle today. And then the third thing is what do you need? Okay. And for us, as you guys know, we love talking about, you know, OPM, OPM, other people's money, right? <laughs> not our own, right? Because we've had you know, uh, uh, laws and, um, that have basically been steeped in racism that have systematically excluded us from um, building wealth. Right. And so now we're trying to catch up, but there are many people who have had this for quite some time who are now ready to start to put that money into, you know, the things that matter. Okay. And we need to take advantage of that. Um, and so I want you to think about what do you need? So do you need other people's money? Right. But not, not in the space of taking out loans or giving up all of your ownership. Right. And that's extremely hard. And so thinking about what other ways, and definitely if you haven't seen any of our workshops, um, or gotten our bundle, make sure you do so. You can go to our website, melaninandmedicine.co or the show notes. I think we share information on, Um, those resources. I do think it's really important to think about money. But other than that, I also think that we want to really make sure that we are thinking about what are the resources by thinking about and distilling the outcome. So why are we doing this? Okay, this is why we're doing this. Okay, what do we need to achieve that goal? What is the simplest, leanest 
way to achieve that goal in the beginning, just so that the overwhelm doesn't kind of like halt us in our tracks, right? And so I want you to think about as you sit here and you think about what is it that I want to create, don't just think about what, think about why. And then when you think about why, now that becomes the central theme of like, okay, what is the best way? Is the what that you had in mind really the best way for you? <laughs> and that may be like taking into consideration your strengths, your weaknesses, what you have available, right? What is it that you need in order to achieve that why? And so going that way can be really helpful with starting with the why to help you distill down what exactly you need. So to wrap up, we have three things, right, that we talked about. And I want you to do some homework today where you or, you know, before the next episode, at least, where um, as you're thinking about your next level, whether it be starting or even scaling, I want you to sit and say to yourself, OK, let's talk about these three things. One, do I know my why? Right. And am I grounded in that? Do I feel really like, yes, this is exactly it. So if you haven't, make sure that you're taking some time to actually scribble and write some of this down in terms of why you want to do this. Was there a story, something you saw, something you experienced? Definitely do that. The second thing I want you to think about is who is it that you need to flesh this out? Honestly, the best ideas are not solo ideas, right? Other people are going to be the mainstay of your work. I can testify to that in terms of melanin medicine and how we've grown and just like our team. So listen to the last episode if you didn't hear our team, but also Strong Children Wellness and my co-founders and just like how important growing that team is going to be for the sustainability and the life blood of your of your enterprise or whatever you're creating even if it's a initiative inside of an organization and then what is it that you need and we centered a lot around money and really not being um, conditioned to or t unlearning the idea that I can make it work with you know the the least possible resources ever who is that serving is that serving the people that we want in the right way don't we want to build things out the way that we had envisioned it. What I do say though, is I'm not a proponent about wasting money. So I like to say, okay, what's the leanest way that we can test what you're doing? And if we've tested it, okay, cool. Let's, you know, get started and let's put everything. But what's the leanest way? And starting with your why, and then going back and saying, what do I need to achieve that in any part, any part of that. Maybe I'm not achieving all of it, but just one singular part of it. And that might be the focus on what you start to develop and then expand. So, you know, I hope that this is helpful as just a beginning for all of you in, uh, who in January were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I hope that this is really helpful for you to start saying, okay, what is the basics and where am I right now? And so what do I need in order to start to build? So other than that, yay, episode one is done. Super excited you could join us. And let's, you know, let's keep moving. I will see you next week. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you loved listening as much as we love creating it for you. Before you go, we'd love if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on the Apple Podcast channel. 
That is how other people get to know about the gems that are in here and also make sure that you share it with a friend. If you were inspired, don't feel stuck. We actually have our Melanin and Medicine Discovery Forum as a place where you can share what you're thinking about and get feedback from our team about what resources might be helpful. So make sure you check it out at our website, melaninandmedicine.co or go straight to the form at bit.ly B-I-T forward slash M-M discovery form. You can choose your adventure. Otherwise, I will see you next week for another episode about how we continue and sustain the health justice movement and continue to do the work that you are called to do. See you next week.